Good evening, welcome to the Loz and Larnet podcast. As always, you have me, Dolph, and we also have Loz here as well. Howdy. Yep, we're on uh, episode 10. Episode <laughs> 10, yeah, the big one Um, We are left unsupervised for the moment. We hope Larnet will be along later. Um, she said she was going to be down to do it this week, unless she's feeling unwell or like her new job as a teacher has really fucked her in workload. Um... We we just gonna put down that she's like gonna be here at some point, hopefully. So uh... so you want to be here because it's the it's the tenth uh, podcast we're done. So we do want to be here. Yeah, because tens a bit of a um, milestone for a somewhat smallish podcast channel. Yeah, most people don't get to ten episodes. We like people get up after that. And I know we've gone to a fortnightly um, like way through it, but that's just because. If we we get more shit to talk about. Yeah, we get more shit to talk about. If we don't do it on a fortnightly basis, it's like, well, we're 20 minutes in and we've run out of shit to say. We end up more winging it than rather having a constructed podcast. Yep. So, um, what's the first thing we should talk about this week? Um, I mean, I'm in the wrong fucking Discord channel. <laughs> look. Uh, so, look. Um, uh... Let's not start off with um, the uh, preview program for Day Z on Xbox, which is uh, the 29th of this month, isn't it? Uh, that's already out. Was that, that was 29th oh, of August, yeah. So that's, oh, shit. That, that's currently wow, live. Um, <laughs> I think the build that they've got is ahead of the PC build, because the PC build is not in beta yet, but the build they've got for the Xbox is a more stable beta build. Um because they're bringing it from the beta build up, which has got all the improvements to make the game run better, whereas we've still got the PC build from Alpha, but with the beta build elements getting, like, overwritten. Yeah. So, Daisy's the, um, bit like Rust, isn't it, in a sense, but with zombies? Uh, you don't build stuff yet. It's more like, um, Seven Days to Die, but without the building element. How about the, yeah. Yeah, you basically... It's not game, actually. I need to start playing that again. It's like you can get tents and stuff and uh, barrels and hide stuff in them, but the the thing is, anybody can come and find them. Anybody can open them. So you uh, have to really like hide the barrels and stuff with stuff and like make sure you're not followed. Because nine times out of ten, most people will just kill you without even asking you if you're friendly. They'll just attack you, or they'll take you captive and make you tell you where the stuff is, and then strip you of your stuff and kill you anyway. So, coming. Yeah, it's like you've got to. Like work through it all, mm. but it's cool. I like the idea of it. It's um like a proper survival game before like all these other games came out. Um, it's nice that they're getting towards uh, a more releasable state. It's also nice seeing um. Some really well popular PC games getting ported to console is actually quite good. Mm. To be honest, though, the the problem with um, the DayZ is it's been in preview on PC for so long that people have kind of fallen off it a bit, and it's like not, not as long as Star Citizen. Just run out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's getting towards it, though. I think. But um, you know, it's like one of those things where the the whole idea of it is um it's a good idea it's just 
unsupervised and left like in the wrong hands, uh, it's going to be a problem. Like Star Citizens, they've got the problem that the guy is overreaching and overdeveloping things that he should be not doing yet. Because he could put all this as DLC later on down the line, but instead he's like throwing the the money like into like all these other bits and bobs um, that doesn't need to be brought out yet. Yeah, just should be baby steps, work yeah. things in. Elite did it where they got the base game working, and then every time they bring something new in, they end up having to patch it back anyway because it fix it breaks a little bit of something anyway. Um, but at least they're taking the time to fix those bugs. And speaking of bugs, we're going to roll nicely into that one. Uh, so yeah. there with was... The, with the Thargoids, yeah. Ooh, yeah, the Thargoids. So we were meant to be jumping into a new system today, Thursday the 6th of uh, September, that we previously couldn't get to because of the permit-locked area around it. It was like a, basically like an, an island in the middle of quicksand. You couldn't get to it because the Pirates Federation or the, in, or the in-game Pirates Federation or FDEV themselves intended that area to be locked off so you couldn't go through it. So, uh, they, a group called Canon Research, who have their own megaship, they're a community-based uh, team as well, they asked FDEV if they could do it. FDEV said, yeah, alright. So then loads of pilots, including myself and Dolph and a few other people who we know, uh, went to it. And um, yeah, we waited number for the Number estimates were around 11,000 commanders actually went to this event. Yeah, that was like ten uh, percent of the traffic for the last like three days was to that ship. Uh, ship there because the mega ship holds. Uh, if you're in an instance, it holds two small, two medium, and one large ship. So it can accommodate all sizes of ships. But like we had the problem, me and Sparks, that I had to go into a different instance to um, get on that ship. Uh, it wouldn't let me get in there otherwise. So um, we um, got parked in there. So this morning I come on, <laughs> I load up the game, uh, and instantly I know something's wrong when my ship gets shut down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're fucked. I think the Thargoids are attacking us. Well, at least we jumped to the systems that we were meant to be jumping. Um, then I looked in. At the time, I thought we hadn't jumped at all. Uh, so I tried to escape, got completely destroyed in the first five seconds of it, uh, re-bought, thought about trying to outfit, the outfitting was broken because of the, the, the way the ship had been damaged. Um, I tried then to try back out the menus, but the menus are glitched for me, so I had to restart my game. And as soon as I restarted my game, I had a small window where I could escape. Because there was like um, a little set piece every time you load up that instance for the first time where the ships don't like, appear straight away. They have like a that, grace period. Like long, yeah, like grace period. So I, I exploit the shit out of that and ran like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got out See, of there pretty quick. We had the grace period actually run like fuck. I had to sign it around a proper heat sink. And I still got a shat on. Yeah, but it was really... Uh, a cool little thing because what actually <coughs> transpired is that FDev never intended anyone to go to that section of space at all at the moment. They they've got things to do with it, but they didn't want anyone going to it. 
So the in-law, um, the in-game law is that it's just pilot lo- uh, pirate federation locked. It's an uninhabitable, uh, hospitable part of space that we shouldn't go to, and they forgot to permit lock the area inside because the mega ships can jump that far. They thought they'd locked enough off um, beforehand when they hadn't. So when Cannon came and said, "Hey, can we jump in this area?" They're like. Oh shit, that's a part of the thing we don't want people to go in. Not yet. So, they, rather than still, just going... It's still quite cheeky. Yeah, it's still quite cheeky, but rather than saying, no, you can't go there, they went, yes, but we're going to make an event out of it. I think they've probably leveled with Cannon and told them straight, it's like, you're not going to be jumping there. Uh, your ship's going to be attacked, we're going to have this happen, we're going to do this, it's going to be a nice little event, get all the people around you to go and we're going to give warnings that this is going to happen uh in game uh the 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 eagle eye which is the thargoid detection system in the game that detects the aliens uh that was warning that the ship was going to get attacked now there were people who foresaw this <laughs> and put like place like their ship fighting ships uh alien ship fighting ships in the, the gnosis ready to fight uh, others brought metals that uh, Thargoids will ignore fighting and go and pick up instead. Um, but basically, it jumped 11 or 12 light years from its original position that it was at the night before. Uh, got pulled out of hyperspace, which now means that megaships are affected by Thargoids just as well as us um, are. We didn't know if they were or not before. Because every ship we found, they're just floating lifeless in space. We don't know if they were pulled out or if they were just parked there and they came in on them. Well, it's unsurprising that the mega ships actually got pulled out by the Fargoids anyway, because the FSD, the capital ships use, are um, reverse-engineered Fargoid tech. But they're, old, they're the old um, friendship drives, where we've got the new one, where we can actually go point-to-point. Point. Yeah, they used to, they used to travel through which space they rip a hole into it where we basically just punch through it's, it's like the halo premise that they have to rip a hole into the space and then ride the wave to the other side mm. um where but, we just where we just point to point just pop and pop yeah I, I do like the fact though that rather than just switch a flick a switch saying no you're not doing it uh it's done they just rolled with it they rolled with it and said yeah but you, you're gonna have this happen and then Canon have like played a blinder by going, okay, we'll follow this. Because there's no way they didn't know that this wasn't going to happen. Because if it didn't, if they didn't know it was going to happen, um, they'd be really <coughs> fucking angry at, at FDev right now. Because their megaship's fucked. It's dead in the water, pretty much. It can't jump anywhere, and it's parked right next to a Ammonia World, which is alien, like, Nirvana. So... It makes you wonder that how much um, they knew about this. I'm not going to like give them shit for it, because at the end of the day, it's nice for them to have this extra bit of um, teamwork with the, the community. And unlike Star Citizen, <laughs> they're listening to the fucking community. They're putting, they're putting a slander lock in this podcast, by the way. Oh, we fucking hate Star Citizen. I bought that fucking game. Oh, sorry, I bought that demo. 
that fucking overpriced, under-optimized demo. Considering that game is four years old, it runs like shit on my... £27,000 in that purpose. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my, my uh, game... My computer runs it shitly. And it's like... My computer setup is probably two years um, old at this rate. And the... Even some people who got um, some really good high-spec PTs have trouble running it on good, decent settings. Well, that's the thing. They went, you... they went for like, oh, we're going to go for style over substance. And it's like, well, you definitely have gone for style. It's a shame that it's a slideshow <laughs> like style. A, um, like a PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you see in this PowerPoint presentation, you, you shot at him, but you missed. <laughs> He's now over there in the next system four times over. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, I just fucking, like, just hate everything about that game. If it comes out and it's amazing, I will take it all back. But for now, it's the worst overfunded, under-optimized game. And people were bitching about PUBG for the same fucking reason, except for we didn't fucking fund it. We just bought it off of the um, off the preview program on uh, on Xbox or on PC. And you know what? It's actually fucking playable now. Hmm. And... That's what I love about it. The the game on like PUBG is, is really playable. One of my favourite games. I know people get like really like ah oh, but uh, Fortnite and this, Fortnite and that and say, so, yeah, but they're a giant fucking company. If their game doesn't run well, you would be fucking kicking off even harder. So that's like I'm uh I'm like really happy that this lower smaller team. I think there's about 100 people on the on the PUBG team, I think they said. Uh at this point. And not all of them work on just like fixing the game. Some people are doing the content as well. Yeah, it's still a small studio compared to some other studios out there. Yeah. And the people that are doing the content aren't fucking programmers fixing the game. You've got a dedicated team for that. Whereas like Epic's got all these massive amounts of people and you can really tell they're throwing just any old shit in because you can dab in fucking Fortnite. <laughs> and, and with that, we'll move on to the other thing that uh, I've got about Sony's saying that um, crossplay is a bit of a fad, a bit lame, a bit shit. They don't really want to do it. Well, nor did um, Microsoft back in the 360 days, to be fair. But yeah, to be fair. They're, but... they're, they're, they're now more willing because there's a market. There's more of a market for it now than it was back then. Yeah, they're embracing change because that's the thing. Going forward, it makes more sense. And they've said that like the Sony higher-ups are like, no, we don't want them playing with stuff they've bought off different consoles on our console. And it's like, but they're, they're playing on your console. If they're buying the fucking PSN Plus thing... To get online, they're fucking investing in your console. It doesn't matter if it's a free-to-play game. You put that fucking thing on there and you go, play everywhere, any account, any time, any purchase. They're still making fucking money off it, but it's it just annoys me that they're like so grounded. So much so much for the slogan for the players. Eh? Yeah, exactly. PS4 for the players. On our system alone and nowhere else. I can't remember who it was, but someone um Responded to a blog and basically said, um, Fortnite is the uh, sorry, sorry, uh, Sony is the best place to play Fortnite. 
Well, yeah, if you've got no choice because they actually lock the account to the PlayStation. Yeah. So if you want to pick it up on um, the Nintendo Switch, yes, yeah, you can't do that. Oh, and it's by the way, hostage, and Epic Games can't do nothing about it because if you've um, set your account up with um, your credentials on PS4, yeah. You can't pick up and go on Nintendo Switch because you've basically had your account held hostage and there's nothing Epic Games can do and about it. And you can't use, from what I understand, your Switch, three, uh, Xbox One um, accounts on the PS4 either. They're no, locked. because it's, um, it's tied. Yeah. If you want to do PS4, you have to start a new account up, which I think is bullshit. So this, for the players, uh, tagline really, really doesn't fucking hold up anymore. That's why I love uh, Xbox is just jump in because they 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 are now just fucking doing it. They're just jumping in. You want to come fucking play Fortnite against people on Nintendo? Fucking do it. Come and do it. The Xbox got some sort of crossplay basis now, anyway, with the um uh, the play anywhere. The play anywhere thing is brilliant. It's tried and tested. The fact that I play Sea of Thieves on PC with people on Xbox and it's so fucking smooth. It's the same brilliant. with us. Stay at the K as well. Yeah, I was playing but on there. Granted, granted, a bit of fucking buggy at the start, but yeah. Well, to be fair though, there, there are going to be teething it's problems a, with every game. It's, a, it's more just graphical um, bugs, really, like um, people floating in cars or, oh. or just planking the ground. But yeah, yeah, I, I think that's more a development process, not an actual crossplay process problem. <clears throat> but um, the the fact that the game can the the games can do it, they can work so confidently and so brilliantly with it that for sony just to say no we think it's kind of shit it, i don't know what they're smoking over there at sony but fucking hell they need to lay off <laughs> but like i said the next like uh, i said this like i think a fortnight ago when or when t was about that when the next fucking console comes out sony are going to struggle to sell them because no one's going to play a closed in system when everyone's going crossplay <clears throat> and then they'll be like but we can do crossplay now and people are like, we don't give a shit now and because you, you're going to be jaded by it they, yeah whereas Xbox and that they're like they have, they really have redeemed themselves over the whole stuff that they first started off with when they went to launch the one so um, that that kind of works out um, I'm gonna say, what's my last piece of news for gaming that uh, I put in here that we could look at? It was uh, the well, you had two, didn't you? The no, three. Uh, the Master Chief Collection comes the Game Pass. I think. Seventy-eight gigabyte update for everyone who owns it, which basically fixes ninety percent of the problems in the game, except for the four-man fucking Halo Three playlist and the fact that fucking Valhalla is not on the fucking playlist. Almost eighty gig. Yeah. Fuck. That's as big as bloody Elder Scrolls Online. Jesus Bas Christ. Yeah, basically, they've just redone the game. And what we've done is we've just downloaded a fresh copy of the game. Because, basically. yeah, they, they did say that rather than try and fix it with the duct tape and whatever, blue tack like that they were using before, yeah. <laughs> um, they, they couldn't really do that, so they are going to start again and get it right. And... I'm not going to lie, they, they do seem to have got it right this time. If it's going to be 100% fixed and 100% what people are thinking it's going to be like, there's still going to be bugs and, bugs and glitches that they're going to take a while to iron out. 
Most well, games yeah, still no, game, no, no games. No games are perfect. Every game has uh, bugs. I mean, not uh, Slate and Bethesda here. Any? Uh, oh. they've, <laughs> they've got they've got games with bugs in. Bugrim. Are... <laughs> Bugrim. Yeah. <laughs> they've got games with bugs in. I've been there. Oblivion. For numerous years, and yet they've still been fixed. So Bug people out. like. <laughs> so people do the um, unofficial uh, patches for the games to fix the bugs that they haven't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that that was like a, a thing that I was like really happy to see that they've gone back and gone, you know what, you deserve better for the Master Chief Collection. And to be fair, we did. Um, so them fixing it and getting it sorted is is brilliant. Um, there was a, a YouTube video up like a couple of days later. It's like, oh, Master Chief Collection fixed in, co- in like brackets, lol. And it's just like, so you found some glitches that probably one in three million people will get. And he made a video trashing it. It's like, well done. Okay, whatever. To be fair, great. Send that to, to 343. They'll try and replicate it and fix those problems. But, like, them shitting on it straight after it had been overhauled, kind of a dick move. Yeah. But that's that's what clickbaity twats are like. I never watched the video. I just saw it and went, oh, fuck off. <laughs> so... I, I was like, all right, fuck that. It's 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 done. <laughs> I'm I'm done with that one. He he can fuck off. Uh, Master Chief Collection working a lot better than it was before. Um, whether or not performance issues with matchmaking, because that was the only thing. The matchmaking was as slow as Halo Three matchmaking, which was fucking abysmally slow. But that's just how Halo Three was. So if the matchmaking works, but it's a little faster, that'd be nice. I'm not gonna say it needs to be better. It could be a lot worse. At least I'm finding Every, games. Everything could be a lot worse. If, oh, yeah, definitely. If you think about it. But uh, was it? My last thing, and I need to download this, but I don't know how long this uh, open beta is going to be going for. Um, There's going to be a profanity filter put in Battlefield 5's open beta on PC. <laughs> what the hell? Well, apparently they want the game to be played... Um, like... They don't want you to be a team. They don't want you to be going, you're a fucking dickhead, people. It's like, please play better. Good luck. To be honest, I'd be, I'd be like, please play better. Why aren't you playing better? Please play better. In all caps. Why aren't you playing better? And I'd be just trolling them in a different way. I wouldn't be giving them, like, I wouldn't be calling them a fucking dickhead and they need to go die in a ditch or gay or something like that, which would get you fucking in this play friendly field. I'd be like, please play better. Please do you know don't how to do fire this. a gun? The mouse, the mouse goes in your hand. The left click is usually the shoot button. You know, stuff like that. I'd be condescending. Because <laughs> there are ways around profanity filters if you really want to be a dick to it. And the fact that you can be so polite, but also so condescending to people really, really works. Um, but that's, that's me and my gaming bits anyway. The, the, the profanity filter thing is hilarious, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. If, um, people remember back in the Dreamcast days. We're going, God, twenty years ago. I'd like to say twenty-ish years ago. <laughs> there was a game back that that then by that Sega that was called Shenmue. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Sonic that. Adventure, the the pinnacle of Sonic 3D gaming. But no, oh. I, I remember Shenmue. <laughs> it was. Uh, I've watched some things about this. It was set in the Virtual Fighter universe. For a bit of trivia. And it was about one boy's journey to find the person who killed his dad. 
Yeah, Ryo Hazuki. It was all over a, um, a dragon, I believe. A dragon? A dragon mirror. Oh, okay. Which were, you, you the, the guy needed. Yeah. Um, basically, to start the plot off, um, uh, the antagonist, uh, Landy, I think, or Langdi, basically found Ryo's father and basically kicked the shit out of him. And then he took his son hostage and said, tell me where the dragon mirror is or your son dies. So he tells them where it is, and then he kill he kills his father anyway. Then yeah. it's basically a quest of um, revenge. So as you go through the story, you find bits and pieces uh, leading up to the people responsible or the underlings of Land D. Then you end up going to um, Hong Kong in um, Shenmue Two. Uh, you find a. Uh, a martial arts master in a uh, what they call them? Shit. Dojo. Yeah, thank you, dojo. <laughs> and then she basically says your uh, quest for revenge is not going to end well. Mm. But then she told you try and find a certain martial arts technique which will aid you on your journey, and then it ends quite abruptly when you get to the second part of the map, which is an is an Aberdeen. This is the Eastern Aberdeen, not um, Scotland Aberdeen, by the way. Just, <laughs> case people, just in case people are curious. He's in Jockland and gets bald but... at the end of the game. That's it. Wait for Shenmue 3, only 20 years to go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, been remar- it's been remastered on the current gen consoles. You can get both 1 and 2 for, I think, under 30 quid. That's not it's, bad. Been, it's been remastered. It's where the um, Dreamcast back in the day would have some. <laughs> Uh, problems with the rendering at distances where it kind of flashed as you got closer and the edges will be a bit um, oh, jaggy. Well, jaggy, and you can basically count the pixels. <laughs> from, from what I've been from what I've been reading, they've actually ionized, ionized? anti-aliased. Yeah, they've anti-aliased the. Um... I can speed Dolph. Thank you. <laughs> they can, they've anti-aliased the um, rendering a bit, so you can hardly see the pixels anymore. That's but, cool. They've um, Shemu Free is also in the works. It's currently on Kickstarter. It's That's been also delayed. Be, yeah, it has been delayed. But uh, they have the developers also said that Shemu Free is not likely to be part of the installment. They want to try and get this into a fourth or maybe even a fifth installment. Oh, for fuck's sake! Because I I looked at it when it was back in the day, and it just looked like quick time the game. With um virtual fighter fighting scenes kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm like, no. I mean, I don't make a dream It wasn't a bad game for his time. No, but it's it it's just. Like I I think the problem I've got with it is the fact that it's in this culture where quick time events are in your fucking cup of tea these days. Um, it's it's the it's where the problem started really. I mean, Resident Evil Four did it, but they did it in a way that was. Involved, whereas this is like press the button. Oh, you've done a, a roundhouse kick and knocked the guy flat on his back. Whereas well, one hit, well yeah. And it was like um, Resident Evil. It's like you stun them with a pistol, run up to him, press A for a quick time event, where you fucking suplex the guy and get, finish them off. Or you're in the middle of a cutscene and it's you to dodge out, roll out of the way of something that's coming towards you that you you see in the cutscene because it's or, actually involved. Or you get pimp. If you don't, you get pimp slapped. Yeah. Oh, little side note. Um, 
So, playing Pokemon Go the other day, uh, I've got a Hariyama, which is the big fucking handed um, fighting Pokemon from Gen 2 or 3. And he was beating the shit out of this one gym that had literally the all all the Pokemon were under like 300 CP, which means if you go up against a gym like that, that's like one fight and they're gone. And yeah. I'm there just slap, 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 slap. And I'm like, oh, I'm keeping my hand strong. Press. Because <laughs> I didn't want to say pimp hand. Because, you know, I don't have to explain what pimps are. And why they're slapping their hoes. <laughs> but I was slapping these, like, uh, Pokemon around like a disobedient little fucking hoe. And um, I ended up calling my Pokemon strong hands. Because I... <laughs> <laughs> because it's every time we come up with him now, he's like, "Oh, I'm using my strong hands." <laughs> but strong he literally, hands, did, I choose you. But he literally just right hand slaps them across the fucking whatever he can hit. So it, it's just such a good like animation. I just couldn't resist calling it that. Across the face, across the chest. Oh yeah, <laughs> slaps everything. But uh, that, um... that was like the tangent that got me. Yeah. Oh, while we're still on the topic of gaming, I did read a rather interesting story about um, a a recovering gaming addict, actually. Yeah? Oh, because gaming yeah, is a... an addiction, by the way. We are all fucking addicts who do gaming. Apparently uh... so. Uh, this one I found was a this guy who spent up to 21 hours a day chatting with um, foreign players online, who, yeah. who was originally from Wales. He actually lost his Welsh accent because of it, apparently. Jesus. To be fair, it's a recognised thing in culture anyway. If you go to a different culture, you pick up their accent and slowly lose yours because it's your way of adapting to the surroundings. Which shows that we actually are adaptive creatures. Yeah. By nature. It's It's not... It's when I go to France, you know, when I went to France four, maybe five years ago, I hadn't actually um, spoken a lick of French for, well, since back in high school. Yeah. So went for the first year, you know, within a couple of couple of days, I was actually remembered a lot more French than I actually remembered in school. But like I was actually stringing some sentences together. And when I went to France again last year or the year before, with my behalf and her uncle, we um went to the same place again, and straight away I I adapted to the French language almost instantly. I was recognizing signs. I was reading signs in French. I was ordering my dinners in French, asking yeah. where things were in French. You know, it's it's actually pretty cool. Well, the thing is, him, you learn him more, losing his you learn more from You learn more from exposing yourself to a language than you do actually reading a language. Yeah, because him losing his accent, um, it's like me saying Bira Murray. I say it with a uh, Newcastle accent because I've, I've heard it so vividly spoken by a higher up in like the, the chain that I work for that... Um, you you kind of like you pick up little foibles and little idiosyncrasies and stuff, but because he spent so much time talking to people like how we talk to each other, um, on like, online and stuff, it you do you do pick up little bits and bobs because it's just um, slowly gradually, yeah. You may not notice it, and then people say, "Wow, where's your accent gone?" Yeah, uh? it's a it's a thing that humans do when they are comfortable with the people around them. They imitate subconsciously. And, and, uh, and adapt. Yeah. So this imitation is 
him losing his accent is is him being so comfortable with those people that he started imitating their accent from what I can tell. So him losing his Welsh accent is a, is a normal thing. It's like if he moved to Australia for like four or five years, he'd come back You're with an Aussie accent. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of my mates who's Scottish. He barely has any Scottish about him. He's he's using the Derbyshire slang like nothing. But he's Scottish. And it's just like, well, this... <laughs> it's just it's just funny. If he met, like, uh, Lone Wolf or Gary, they'd be like, you're not properly Scottish. And he'd be like, well, I fucking am. And they'd have an argument about how un-Scottish he is. Because he's lived here 20 odd years. But he's from Scotland. He was He's learnt with, to be raised with a Scottish accent. So... It's the same kind of thing, but on an accelerated time period with a group of people that he probably, like I said, 21 hours a day. That is a little extreme for gaming. Yeah, even I couldn't do that. Not that I'd want to. I ain't got the bloody energy to do it. So he was sleeping three hours a day, so fuck. If I wanted to do 21 hours a day gaming, I'd get fucking bored. Yeah. Seriously. That's why people go to me on stream, it's like, do 12 hours. It's like, fuck off. Do 24 hours. Definitely fuck off. (laughs) So, so I, 12 hours is fuck off 24 hours definitely fuck off yeah but I have done a 13 hour one before I did it once and I was so fucking tired afterwards I think the most I've ever done in one sitting is probably pushing 8 maybe yeah. and I felt like shit afterwards I've not done that again uh, what else um, oh yeah um Elder Scrolls 6 has been confirmed, though release date is not currently yet un- get known. So, uh, basically, Bethesda are flogging the Elder Scrolls series once again. Yeah, they've, um, there's been speculation that the projected time frame would be anywhere from 2020 to 2021. Yeah. There's also speculation that the game would be based in either one or two places, uh, Hammerfell or um, High Rock. I don't know why, and this is the thing with Pokemon as well, why don't they make a Pokemon game that has every single fucking area in it and every single fucking Pokemon in it? Call it Pokemon World and just have it so you can catch every Pokemon in every region. You can do it. You don't have to worry about storage limitation these Storage media, you can definitely fit every single island and every single like Pokemon region and Pokemon in um, less than what eighty gigs? I reckon. Considering yeah, there's eight hundred and seventy-five fucking Pokemon or something like that at this point. Christ, I remember when there's only uh, two hundred and fifty-one. I remember the original one hundred and fifty. But the four hundred and fifty-one was an event-only Pokemon. Getting all um. All that. I mean, that's the problem. They they gate people off by giving you two versions of the game. Alright, it's always how they've done it. But if they just did, literally, and call it Pokemon World, and just had everything, and you had to, like, fly to a different area, or even probably catch a plane or something, and fly to a different map, and then you did the map there, then it could be like, the Pokemon League is the thing you go at the end. And the Pokemon which, is League central, is like, which would be central to all um, the Calarian. Yeah. It's like you fly to Victory Road, which takes you into the Pokemon League, and you have to have all... 40 badges or something? Uh, yeah. I think so many games. 
Uh, there was Kanto Johto. That's new news to me. I didn't even know that one. Hoenn is, is the third game one. Uh, fuck. There was the French one. Uh, yeah, so there's at least five. Um, I'd say there's at least five zoned. I'd so say five eights. <laughs> yeah, but I only like I only knew about Johto and Kanto. I didn't know anything else was in a new fucking game. Uh, you know what? We're gonna consult the Googles. Hmm. Uh, Pokemon regions. This is uh Pokemon regions. Uh, okay. Bulbapedia regions. All right. Fuck off. I don't care about you. Just go away. No. Don't you fucking play that sound? I'm gonna kick off. Sorry. What sounds that? There's a fucking pop-up advert turned up, and I'm like, if that fucking plays sound while I'm playing this fucking doing this recording, I'm gonna kill it. <laughs> so, in order of appearance: Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, Unova, Kalos, and Alola. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven regions in the Pokemon world. I wouldn't be surprised if the eighth one they do, they called the Unregion Finalis, or something. That's the final one. No, like, no, they'll never finish Pokemon, that's the thing. It'll be like, Prez will be 20 odd and be like, fuck me, there's 2,000 Pokemon. And like, I remember when there was 150. Or <laughs> 151 if you went to a Nintendo thing and got Mew. Yeah. But, um, what, what I really want, though, is I want, um, them just to make. The whole world of Pokemon and fix mm. it into one. That would work. That would be amazing. That would um, like fucking do it so well. But so just just, just take just take the um kind of a theme you got with uh, Pokemon Go right now. That way, get like a oh well, the, that mechanic like a, like, a, like, a, like a console thing. You know, you can um walk around and. You know, have random people walk around with you, and they can challenge you to uh, Pokemon jewels or something. Shit mm. like that. Well, Pokemon jewels aren't in Pokemon Go yet, but they are linking Pokemon Go to Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu, and the catching wild Pokemon. You don't actually have to fight them; you can Pokemon Go it, where you throw the the Pokeball with the controllers, with the Joy Cons, mm. and that whole thing is like, oh, okay, that's uh. That's um a thing. It's cool. Um, but I the people always ask for remakes. They ask for them all the time. I want them just to not remake, but just make the entirety of the games one thing. It could be it could be the old pixel art style, it could be three D style, it could be like HD era style. I, I don't care, as long as they give us the entirety of the Pokemon world. Depending on the game in question, game remakes or remasters aren't technically always a good thing. And plus, if you wanted to add like new regions to the game, you could. You could make it like GTA, where they just keep adding shit to it. Like, download this island for £12. And it has 30 new Pokemon on it, and 4 new gym badges or something like that. And you know, you've got like extra bits to add to the, the experience. Because at the moment, 
with the random. It has its replayability as well. Oh yeah, it does. It really does. And the fact that like, oh, fuck six six eights. What six eights? Uh, forty-eight, I think. So it was forty-eight badges. I wasn't that far off when I fucking guessed. Really, was I? So forty-eight badges. Um, you level out a, a max of a hundred on on the thing. We're going really nerdy into Pokemon, by the way. Now your Pokemon max out at level a hundred. Um, the whole fact that the um, you could you could easily make it so you need all forty eight badges or forty six badges, whatever it was, to get into the Pokemon League. But then you could have like extra islands and stuff that open like another Pokemon League for like the advanced people who've got the DLC and stuff, and then you're not getting the um like the 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 shit. Where you're losing on stuff on there, so it's like, hmm, I wonder. But um, I really want it to be a thing. I want that to go forward. My my thing. I was uh, from, I think when they first went 3D, I was like, they need to make the entirety of the fucking Pokemon worlds. They can do it. Because Heart Gold and Soul Silver has both worlds in it. Gold and Silver had both worlds in it. Do it. Just fucking do it. Don't keep... It, it had both worlds in it, considering the storage space it actually had at the time. Exactly. And, and it's like, well, if you can do that with the ever-changing world of storage, the fact that you can get, like, one terabyte fucking SD cards at this point, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Yes, it might be a problem in, like, the, the way that the game will be made. It might be uh, more expensive. But that's not to say that it won't be a good game where people won't buy it. Because it, it would uh, appeal to everyone to be able to run through the nostalgic old worlds to the modern day stuff. Everyone has their like favourite Pokemon games. Mine were the first like five or six. So red, blue, yellow, uh, gold, silver, so crystal. Crystal, yeah. Those were my favourite. Uh, of those, of of those, I have four. I have uh, heart gold on DS. I have um, yellow and blue on uh, 3D store on on 3DS store. Um, I I just really want them to put the like the time in and make it work. Yeah, I've got red gold. I've got red gold, yellow, crystal. I think. I had crystal on like cartridge, but the fucking cartridge died, and that had my Mew on it. Yeah, the cartridges don't last. Uh, well, they do last a long time, but once the battery goes, that's it. It doesn't fucking save anymore. Yeah, I mean there there it's are not, hacks where yeah. people have taken the part, cartridge apart, cut that out, and hold the new one in place, but you still lose the data that's on there beforehand. Yeah, and I didn't know that, so I was like, yeah. "Fuck, I've lost my Mew." So. Yes, it's happened with my happened with my gold. Unfortunately, as um, I think I had uh, both Holo and Lugia, and all three legendary dogs, as well as the three legendary birds from Kanto. Yeah. So, kind of pissed when I turned it on. It's like, where's your safe? I was like, the safe bar's gone. Hmm. That was exactly I was what like, I did. I'm like, I was like, I was like, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> so I played, I played, I played for an hour, saved. Turned it off, 
went and had some dinner, came back, and the file had gone again. I was like, what the fuck? Well, you see, I tried that straight away. I'm like, I'm going to get into the thing as soon as I save, save. Turn the, 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 the thing off, turn it back on again. Nothing. I'm like, fuck, the battery's died. Yeah. Um, what else can we talk about? Uh, oh, yeah, the height that is uh, Bethesda's uh, Fallout 76. See, I'm um, not a fan of that, so that's that's not a, a thing for me, really. It has intrigued me a little bit because the way they're uh, making, uh, as they've put it uh, in their um, E3 speech, uh, Arsenal's um, mm. content. Actually, that's literal content. Basically, um, there's going to be a, a thing in place to actually allow for consensual PvP. Yeah. So if. For example, if I came up to you and I slapped you the face saying, fight me, you can either hit me back and then you can engage in mutual PvP or you can just walk away and just ignore it. So kind of like how uh, Borderlands did it. You both yeah. had to melee each other in a certain time window then to, fight to the death. start yeah. the fight. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the kicker. Um, if you walk away and you don't retaliate and they can repeatedly hit you yeah. or shoot at you, they're still doing a little bit of damage to you. But if they do so much as in to egg you on into attack and they end up killing you, they then get flagged as a murderer on the server. They appear to every single player on that server. But they won't appear to the people that may be hunting them. So being a murderer has its um, massive drawbacks. You won't gain experience. You won't gain any caps. Um, you don't gain any other bonuses or passives from what I've been reading. And if they do get killed by... Well, you want to call them bounty hunters if you like. Yeah, their their bounty from what they've been doing to other people, they could be not a dick, comes out of their own pocket. Oh, so if if they've got a bounty of like six hundred caps and they get killed, that bounty comes out of their own pocket, and then they are free to either be a dick again, or play or, legit, or play as it, they are. You see, the the thing with with the Fallout, especially Fallout Four, I didn't like the whole. Um base building shit, which they've doubled down on this time. To be fair, yeah. the whole of um, the game itself, I just wasn't really a fan of the original Fallout series. Like the, Well, the, not the original, but the reboot series. Um, it was cool, but I just wasn't bothered by it. And it's like, I could, I could do um, other things so much better than that. And I was like, eh. There was some concerns with the um, PvP aspect of um, getting killed or killing other people. If you get kills, the only thing they can take from your body is junk. Like, you know, oh, like, duck, your... duck, like duct tape, pencils, that kind of thing. They can't take your gear, they can't take your weapons, they can't take your caps. They can only take things that are like junk items. So, they... so you basically, you, 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 basically, you're not losing any... The, it's like you go across the map, you find this really good like minigun, and you get killed by some of a rocket launcher. Oh, okay. You're not going to lose that um, minigun. If you go back to your, if you go back to your corpse, you can um, re um, get all your items back. But yeah, they can they can loot they, they can loot your corpse for junk that you may have, but they can't take any of your um, equipment. Mm. So you can protect your junk by um, put it into uh, or safety areas, which you can get around the map. Oh, the first safety area you'll, you'll come across is um. Is a vault of seventy six, so you can put your stuff in there, and only you can get your own stuff out. 
So kind of like how for, um, Borderlands did the uh, the vault system in that. Yeah, and you put in, the, in your own vault. Take unless you want to drop it down for the cup. Yeah. See that that kind of uh, will just discourage PvP very quickly. I think because not being able to take somebody's weapon. Um, I think that's going to be a factor that'll that'll, that'll kill the game pretty quickly. Because if you have shit weapons and you successfully kill a guy and it's like, he's been killing me all week with that fucking gun. And then you go and try and get it off him and it's like, oh, I can't loot it. That's instant, like, I'm fucking done. Because you're not going to go scrounge up for... There's always, a bigger, there's always a bigger... There's always a bigger gun there. <laughs> yeah. But if like, they're fat lining you from, like, fucking miles away, fat boy, whatever it's called, and you like, I'm, I'm taking that fucking gun off him, and you can't do it. They, people will. But they yeah, they have they have kept um, certain things like that are quite native to the original Fallout, so like uh, sneak attacks and things like that. Yeah. Uh, well, how so that works though? If you if if your sneak's high enough, do you just be like become invisible to the other player? Not so much as that, but if if you're crouching down, and I think it's if you shoot him from the back, you do like double damage. Oh, yeah. Not not so much as a um like a multiplier, but you do like double damage if you attack from the from the back. But if you you do standard damage from the front, obviously arm will take a player part in it as well, yeah. for obvious reasons. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, what about the um you mentioned the other day about the drive through zoo? <laughs> Is this related to the uh, the bank holiday weekend? And the dickheads that came in that were from... Like, we call them council estate dickheads because they literally dress and look like they come off council estate. Um, and they were just sat being idiots, basically, on this oval table. Well, I, I ID'd one of them. And they were just, just being generally twats. Because I'd ID'd one of them. Um, and then... After that, I was just like, fucking hell. And they were just being dicks. But um, one of the guys overheard them about, oh, yeah, Bank Holiday, we're going to, to a drive through zoo. Which, you know, to everyone else who's got more than three brain cells, that's called a safari park. Yeah. <laughs> drive through zoo. Fucking, I was just like, what are they going to do? Drive up to a window and go, can I have three monkeys and two fucking giraffes, mate? And a side of hyenas. <laughs> Hold the fucking buffalo. We don't need one of them. Yeah. But oh my god, it's just it's just and a and a jumbo elephant shake. Yeah, it's like I I I done at that point. Uh, that was actually not the bad shift. That wasn't the twelve hour shift. That was the like the just normal shift. But the t uh, it was so bad. Then twelve hour shift wasn't too bad at all. To be honest, the the worst I had on the twelve hour shift was. Two guys shoving each other around, and I literally just went, "Excuse me!" And they both turned around and said, "Can you not do that in here, please?" And then they walked off, and they stopped shoving each other. So that was like the highlight of it. We we didn't have our usual like one twat who's gonna kick off because it's back holiday. You always expect at least one person to be that extra dickhead, and it doesn't matter if you have the best pub. Or bar or club in the world where you ha never have any problems. You always do gonna have around you, bank holidays. It's going to have around bank holidays because people have no respect around bank holidays. Yeah. Oh, and then some some people don't have banks respect around bank holidays. 
Fast forward to like the like last weekend, uh, last Saturday. Um, <laughs> we had police cars parked outside. Stopped this one car. They were like, "Oh, has he got done for drink driving or something like that?" Because he was he was giving it mouth, and it was like, "Oh, well, he's in shit." Um, didn't see what had happened because I we all left before then. Got told the next day he got like a ticket like as long as me. I'm being five foot six. That's quite long still. Um. And then, like, his, it turned out that he wasn't done for drink driving. He was done because his fucking lights were bollocks on his car. So. That's still a thing, really? Yeah, well, it was, it was like late night. It was like half 11, 12 o'clock at night. And he gave the, the police officer some, some verbal. He was being a twat. He was being a real twat to this police officer about it. Because basically, um, the rule is, if you have one of your, especially front headlights out, you look like a fucking motorcycle. Yes, indeed, Andrew. You shouldn't be driving uh, yeah. the lights on anyway. Exactly. I just, I just assumed it was on about uh, midday time. Oh, no, this was in the evening. So he, he legitimately got pulled over for that. But they were already there, mopping up from a drunk driver who came from a local town 10 miles away, drove here... Uh, to basically have a barney with his missus who lived like next door to the pub. So we didn't know that bit. We just assumed that the the guy got done for this, and it was like no, because the guy who rang the police, who's like I think it's like a relation of his, um, that's married or going out with this guy that came all the way from the other town, drunk driving. Um, he came over with some glasses and that and apologised uh, for all the trouble and I said, like, well, we were just wondering what was going on and it's like, oh no, basically it wasn't them, it was this guy, but he didn't provide an on-site breathalyzer test when they first came and uh, broke up the domestic and then he refused to blow one at the police station as well, which means he's going to lose his licence for his car regardless. Yeah. Because... Uh, while they can't prove he drove here, his car was parked in our car park, and he doesn't live local. And they can give statements saying that he wasn't local, and there's like no way for him to prove that he got here by other means. Unless he has an alibi to say he was driven in his car by a friend. Yeah, but the the way that car was parked, no, he didn't. <laughs> was it parked like a Stevie Wonder? Uh, let's just say it was parked crooked in our car park. Stevie Wonder, yeah. So, but um, yeah, it was just like a very weird weekend for that. Just the, the weirdness of the police and all that. But hey, I mean that's that's how my weekend of the pub's been like. Uh, do you want to weigh in on anything from the pub life? Uh, nothing really is interesting happened really. To be fair, my flight's been pretty calm. Nothing um major that will require any um input. Uh, well, well, speaking of um, putting in, having input for input, yeah, inputception. Um, what? I suppose you've heard about the um, backlash Destiny are getting with um, the killing of Cade uh, Six oh, from the community. Yeah. So basically, from what I understand, I've not played a lick of Destiny Two. I stopped at the Taken King on Destiny One. That um, sounds me. Cade Six was the only character that was in that fucking game that actually had some development and was interesting. 
Everyone because else was fucking it, it, boring. Everyone else was kind of like, um, well, plain. Kate I am generic sort of character hand. number three. I am this guy. You will like me because I am this guy. Whereas Kate's like, I'm a robot. I'm a he fucking had... cool robot. I have a gun. Yeah. I will fucking has... kill people. He had a lot he had more character. personality. He had a lot more character and personality. Yeah. And even was... till even till the end, he's still um himself like. Uh, apparently they replaced. Any, any, any last words? Hey, how's your sister? Yeah. Apparently they replaced uh, Nathan Fillion, the guy who does the voice, with somebody else for that as well for the mm. whatever was left of it because I don't think he wanted to come back knowing that he was getting fucking killed. So, yeah. um, he also plays Buck in uh, in Halo games, especially Halo Guardians. He was also really good in that. Um, he was in Halo ODST. Uh, he was Castle. He was um, Mal Reynolds in Firefly. He was uh, fuck. What was the name of the the bad guy priest in fucking um, in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? He was in that as well. That's where he first started. Oh, I've watched Bang Bosh Buffy for years. Fuck. Something like sci-fi. Every now and again, they just run through the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, Another reason why I kind of brought Destiny 2 to the fray. Um, Destiny 2 yeah, was, um, or currently is, free in the PlayStation Store, I believe. Yeah, However, their idea on, of free. On, on Xbox, so um, if you want to buy the base game of Destiny 2, you can't unless you buy the bundle. Yeah. See the Which idea. The idea of Sony's version of free games with your PlayStation Plus membership is it's free, but as soon as you don't have PlayStation Plus anymore, they're not your you games. Yeah. Whereas with Xbox, they're like, yeah, you download the game, it's yours. Just download it in the window that we give you the free game in. Yeah, but don't you still have gold though? Do you um? Use no, them? no, you don't have gold. You don't need gold to use them unless there's an online element that requires gold. Oh, okay. Today, Ireland. I thought one of the gold ends up. You nope. couldn't play any of your um game nope, of gold nope, games. No, 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 no. It is literally you buy that you you get that game with your Xbox Live Gold. That's your game. Do, am, do, I getting confu- am I getting confused with Game Pass in the sense? Uh, game right. Pass is download it and stuff. Um, but play it for free yeah. for a month when the when the instrument, Yeah, it's like a sub- subscription service. Yeah, that's like um, if you can't afford the game but you want to play the game, you can get the game pass and play the game through, and then cancel your game pass afterwards and just beat the game. Mm. But I, I think uh, you get like a ten or twenty percent discount for having Game Pass active, so you get the yeah, game with, cheaper. Yeah, with gold you get up to sixty percent off certain things as well. Or if you're really lucky, you can get eighty percent of some games. Uh, that depends on your Xbox Live Rewards status. I know at one point I had mine was nearly at the top because I've got like ninety-five thousand gamer score now, which I've been garnering for like the last ten years on and offline. So yeah, um, I'm on I'm on level two for awards. I constantly always seem to be level two awards. I I do spend um enough each month, which I'm not particularly um uh. <laughs> I've used a table. I do spend a lot on games, unfortunately. But I, I do like the idea of how people are still thinking Sony's the better thing. It's like, yeah, but you don't get to keep your fucking free games. Like, yeah, they gave you like 18 uh, free games, including Destiny and a few other high price ones, but they're not yours to keep forever. Like uh, Xbox is like. It's like, as long as you've got the console and you've downloaded it and you have an account with us, you can re download it. If you've had it in the gold grace period. It's your game. 
Now, the fact that they can do that, I, I, I don't know why more people don't come to them. Because I've had some pearlers. I've had like the pretty much the whole Dead Space series. I think came on Games of Gold at one point. Uh, most of the Gears of War's been on there. Uh, some of the Halo games have been on there. Yeah, Dead Space One and Two was good, but I didn't really think much of the third. The third really one was nice. third one was we need more action in our games, and it's just like Dead Space Two had the, just the right amount. But it wasn't Dead Space, the... Dead Space One was, I say, for its time, was really good. Oh, it was fucking hilariously brilliant. Um, Dead Space Two was the pinnacle. Dead Space Three was the Activision of Claude. Oh no, it was EA. EA's EA Claude... uh, microtransactions. Microtransactions. Yeah. Yep. Microtransactions. They didn't want the story to be uh, how uh, Visceral wanted it to be. Because single player games are dying, apparently. But yeah. Look <laughs> yeah. And look, look at God of War. Look and at Doom. Yeah. Look at Doom. You tell me otherwise. Look at uh, Wolfenstein Two. Yep. Yeah, all these single-player I mean, games. The, 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 the first month of launch, I think God of War clocked uh, nearly four times the amount of downloads than Battlefield 2 did in six t- uh, in the same amount of time. Yeah, it's just it's annoying that the... Uh... Battlefield 2 was a fucking abomination, seriously. Subpar bloody single-player campaign, sh- shitty pay-to-win online. And place your bets roulette. Fucking spin the slots. The problem with Battlefront 2 for me was the um While I liked the story It just wasn't deep enough. It's quite short as well, for what I was reading on reviews. Um well before they released the like the extra couple of hours of DLC, which they definitely chopped it up in half. They definitely chopped the story in fucking half as well. Um because the main character you play as, she it's like, oh, you're gonna play as the Empire, and it's like, oh, like two missions, and then the then you switch to the fucking rebels. Spoiler alert! Uh, because they didn't agree with what I was doing. Yeah. So, all right, I like that idea, but the fact that they said you're gonna play in the dark side of the Force in this game, blah blah blah, and it's like, no, you didn't. Um, and the, you get a plot, and you get a plot twist in the first thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Plot twist. You're not gonna be the good guys. I. I I I didn't really watch with that, but I liked the idea that she was going to be a good guy. But at the end of the first set of the game, if you don't have the DLC downloaded, uh, Kylo Ren comes in, fucks up your husband, who because it takes place like round about Force Awakens starting, and they make a big point of saying that your daughter's going to be an orphan, and you're like, oh, Ray. They're on about Ray. This is what happened to her parents. This is Ray's parents. But no, then they introduce the actual character less than like two minutes into the next part of the the thing. So it's like they chopped it in half just so they could hype who's Ray who's Ray's parents. Did they reveal Ray's parents? Play the game. We might be finding out this is Ray's parents, and then. Like, you get to the second part, and it's like, no, fooled you. But the game wasn't bad, it's was just... Well, the campaign wasn't bad, it was just, it was really short. Definitely chopped in half for no reason other than just to build hype, because they didn't charge you for the second part of the season. Uh, well, for that second part of the campaign. Um, And it was just like, unless you're going to do this regularly and keep people going, it's really, really going to struggle. 
And I don't even know to this day if they've made a third part, which I think they should have done. They should have done like a four-parter on that and made it come out like that. But I'll never know because I not played it. Great downloaded, I re-downloaded it, but whether it's any fucking good, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you said something about the other day about um, Infinity War with Loki, the Loki theory. Oh, yeah, so... I'm not, I'm not, too, familiar with, I'm not too familiar with Infinity War, so you might have to fill me in here. If you've watched Infinity War, these are spoiler-heavy talk now uh, for this. If not, give it like five minutes. <laughs> Skip ahead like five minutes. If I'm still talking bollocks about Avengers, go another five minutes. Just to skip be, further. yeah, just skip further because I'm not going to put the, the number down. Well, we're lazy. I'm not even going to write down that we've got this in here. Um, just an ETA five minutes kind of thing. Yeah. So right, we're gonna we're gonna aim for about five minutes. So basically, starting now, spoilers ahead. So in Infinity War, um, when Loki dies at the beginning, that's not Loki. That's the theory that Loki. In especially Dark World, when he was fucking around with Thor, when he was turning into Captain America, turning Thor into different people, uh, the theory is that he turned himself into the Hulk, fought Thanos and lost, and he was projecting himself onto somebody else. So he got like a doppel- doppelganger in a sense. Yeah, because it's shown that he can do it. He can have like two different disguises going at once on like somebody else and himself so um, the, the reason why they say that is because Banner knows way more about Thanos than he ever should do uh, it's never explained um, he has no memory when he's the Hulk so he should have no memory of Thanos so it's a little subtle um, thing that don't quite fit. Yeah, kind of like um, they say the reason why he can't change is because he's not the Hulk. So it'd be a dead giveaway because he doesn't have the power of Hulk. He'd turn into Hulk, but he wouldn't have the power. So immediately it'd be just like, oh, well, fuck. Who are you? And the fact that he's on Earth, uh, he's still wanted by Earth for being a twat. Hmm. So, unless he redeems himself in the eyes of them, he'd have to stay undercover. Because, like, Thor Ragnarok, they made a very big point of, like, saying, what is he doing out here? If I tell you where your dad is, will you take him and fuck off? And that seems to be, like, the things, those, those are, like, the main setup points. Then the fact when they go to Wakanda later on in the film, uh, the child genius basically outthinks Bruce Banner really quickly and he doesn't have a clue he also doesn't have a clue about him and black widow's relationship he doesn't he doesn't seem to have any emotion towards her apart from just hey nat and you know he doesn't doesn't allude to anything but he knows like way more about thanos than he really should do so i think that he's playing the part of um of Bruce Banner, because the other thing that they've definitely confirmed, that Valkyrie, uh, Meek, and Korg from Thor Ragnarok are still alive, because Thanos only killed half the, the ship's worth of people. So, it's fairly safe to assume that Bruce was with the other side of the ship, the other half that didn't get killed, 
and that Thor and Loki were fighting, Thor realized that Hulk wasn't there and made a play to save his own ass. Because they definitely made a very big he's not coming back from this this time reveal. But if you look at it, if you like watch it all, you see this going on. And then you've also got the, the thing that um, Doctor Strange has got this plan. Because if you watch the film through, you don't see it, but if you just watch his parts, he goes from I'm protecting this stone with my life. I have spells on it that you can't even dismantle when I'm dead. Uh, basically, if you guys get caught and it's you or him or the fucking stone, I'm taking the stone and fucking off. You guys are dead. And like right at the end of the film, before he gets clicked away, um, before like that happens, when they are like fought, he... He's already seen 14,605 different variations on what could come out in this, like, infinite timeline of different things. And the only um, one he saw was one outcome where they won. Now, the theory on that one is that he saw more than one uh, outcome, but there's only one where they win definitively. And... For it to work, he needs to give up the time stone. He needs to spare Tony so Tony can get ahead because he knows that he's going to get destroyed. Um, and with Tony, and then you've got like Rocket, and you've got a few of the others who are really tech savvy who are still alive, that they're going to be able to fix the gauntlet because the gauntlet got fucked up at the end of Infinity War as well. That they're going to fix the um, fix it, and it's going to be. Unclick. Everyone comes back. Because there's also the theory that they're not dead, they've just been moved to a different reality with the reality stone. And that's them getting pulled to the different reality. And the Thanos also gets pulled to that different reality, but because he has the stone on, on him, he can travel back. But there's also... An, a, like a, there's like so many theories about this at this point. That he's also mortally wounded. Because uh, the gauntlet fucked up all up his left arm. He got stabbed in the fucking chest with Thor's brand new fucking hammer. Which resisted the effects of the Infinity Stones as well. Um, so it really like... Is he going to die? Probably. Is he going to die thinking he did the world right in his image? Yes. Are they going to then undo everything that he's done pretty easily? Most likely, but it's going to take some time. The fact that they've also confirmed there's another Spider-Man film, and if they fucking get James Gunn back in on the thing, there'll be another Guardians film as well. But, um... Yeah, so that's, that's the theories, basically. That it's going to be undone. Um... And that these theories are the reasons why. But I'm going to stop talking about them now. If you want to yeah. throw anything in there before we come completely out of the spoiler territory for this. Well, I don't know Infinity War very well, so I'll leave it there. Uh, you said Spider-Man at the end, which allows me to kind of wheel on to um, the new Spider-Man game that's either launching or has recently launched. Now with less bottles. 
Well, apparently, from what I've been reading, and I've seen some gameplay of it, it is apparently um, looking really good. It's the um, Spider-Man, the founder of a wonderful US. Do you remember how Spider-Man used to be back on, I think, the PS2? How it used to be? Quite open? Yep. Yeah, they're doing a modern version of that where, well, it's, it's almost a one-to-one scale of New York, basically. That's cool. The, yeah, uh, they, they've, they've, they've revamped the um, web slinging. Um, Mechanics as well. It's got to feel very kinetic. It's got to flow. Yeah, it's, it's, they've got it really well. They've got um, if you release the web at, at the highest point of your swing, you get a lot of height. If you release it at the lowest point of your swing, you get a lot of uh, momentum. That's cool. You can also um, target different parts of the rooftops with uh, well, I suppose we just call it the web yank, shall we? Just for ease of um, uh, ease of ability. Yeah. Basically, you'll fire web at the top, you'll yank yourself over, and then you'll give yourself more momentum to swing around another corner or down central square, if you like. Yeah. Um, for me, the, the thing that I took out of all this is, one, it's PS4 exclusive, because Sony owned the game, so of course. Uh, so no cross-play either. So no cross- well, there wasn't going to be anyway, it was a single player. Yeah, true. Um, then you've got the the, the, the downgrade thing where everyone says it's downgraded. Look, the shadows are different. The puddles are different. There's no puddles. Where's the puddles? Why are there no puddles? What have you done with the puddles, Sony? Why have the puddles gone? Why are you downgrading my game? And Sony like, it's just a different time of day. Calm your fucking beings. Where's the god rays? Yeah, and it's like, so, what people have said that no, it it literally is. It's just a different time of day. Things look different. It's like when, um, this one guy from the from like trying to disprove flat earthers, uh, he responded with a video that had two different pictures, but one of them had the stars in the background and it was nighttime, and the other one had stars in the daytime uh, when there wasn't any stars because the sun was behind the camera blocking out the stars with the light radiation, light pollution. Yeah. Um, and he did it basically just to kick up a stink with the uh, with the thingy. Because they didn't realise that it was different. And they're like, oh, it's obviously Photoshop, there's no fucking stars. And it's like, are you thick? It's a different time of day. You can quite clearly see, if you look at the Earth itself, it's a different time of day. But this was um, like the kind of controversy that was coming up with the with the fucking downgrading. To be fair, also... You don't actually know what footage that was taken from because you've got the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. The PS4 Pro version might be the one that they're touting in all the, the media and stuff, but then reviewers might not have the PS4 Pro. They might be using the original OG PS4, and then they're going, well, this doesn't look anything like how it is on the PS4 Pro. And it's like, well, of course it won't look like that because it's not as powerful. So buy a PS4 Pro, you'll get this kind of gameplay. Yeah. So the the downgrading thing, yeah, maybe, but then you also probably can say that about all the Xbox One games that have got 4K support and have the HDR support that you don't get in the base console version. Yeah, but if you've got like a 4K TV or a really super powerful fancy fancy high def TV, then obviously go for the superior console because you're going to get the more joy out of it. 
Yeah. Although so there's, no, there's, no, there's no point, you know, getting all these features if you don't have the TV to display the resolution. Well, the good thing about the I don't know about the PS4, but me being the on the Xbox side of console uh, purchases, the Xbox One X will do 1080 60 uh, consistently with. Uh, with it, if if it knows that you haven't got a 4K TV, rather than push it to 4K, it'll push everything to 1080-60. So, uh, you might download the 4K patch, but you'll be using the HDR and the the 1080-60 part of the 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 thing that does work on your TV. It knows what to look for, basically. It knows how to communicate with the TVs and make sure that you've got the best experience. I can't say it's the same for the PS4. It could be exactly the same, but I don't know. But the PS4 is not true 4K. It's uh, interlaced 4K. It's like when they first came out with the TVs. It's a way of doubling the pixel um, count, but not actually making it fully legitimate 4K. It's okay. It's okay, yeah. So, um, kind of like a... It's like a, yeah, like a false 4K, but... Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like how old PlayStation One games used to uh, play cutscenes in a high definition, then the gameplay is kind of like choppy blocky. Yeah, it's like how uh, I was talking to T about the differences between PS4 and Xbox One, and he's like, "Oh, is it only 4K for movies and stuff?" It's like, "Well, no." It's like the Xbox One X does movies, Blu-ray, uh, and like streams 4K games and stuff, uh, and videos and movies, whereas the One S has the HD blue well the 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 4K Blu-ray player and streams 4K Blu-rays but it doesn't do 4K games. And then you've got the PS4 Pro that doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player inside it. All the 4K on the PS4 Pro is for gaming and streaming stuff. It doesn't do like the HD DVDs Blu-ray 4K Blu-ray. So, um, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's the cheaper console, but that's your compromises. Uh, Oh yeah, um, you also know what Owen Wilson's favourite game is. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lala, you'd have fucking pissed yourself laughing if you'd come in for that. (laughs) It's a shame she's not here. I know. I, th- I think she's just probably really ill and not be able to make it. I hope she'll be in the next podcast. It's it's been we can't have three about her. No. I, well, if if not, I'll try and pick her up during the week, and we'll have a supplemental podcast, and we'll just we'll just throw in a, an extra one during the week and get her perspective from. Her. But um, um, oh yeah, you um, was it yes. You found a funny story the other uh, the other day. Uh, song about um, makeup on a train, was it? Oh yeah, <laughs> makeup on the train. This is the story uh, article. What's what's the problem? And then it goes along to say, Michael fifty nine said he was so offended by the sight that he moved carriages. <laughs> I think once or twice. Uh, I think what is it? I think once or twice. I just stared at the person, thinking eventually they would. Notice and feel embarrassed. That never happened, he said. There's something 
from one's private space, their bedroom or bathroom. So I find myself sitting on the train and suddenly I'm inside someone's bathroom is very uncomfortable. I'm hoping I've like put these in the chat in the right thing. For a six year old Gerald, a woman applying makeup in public is bad mannered uh is as bad mannered as a man combing his hair in public. Why can't they get up ten minutes earlier and do their hair makeup at home? he asked. There seems to be something so totally in your face about females who insist on the dubious rights in this matter. And it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, not for Simon Deslin, 61, he said, grooming is just not a suitable activity for a train any more than leaky earphones or bodily noises. Makeup just falls into the same category of behavior. So, leaky earphones? What, like leaking fluid or something? No, I don't or think. Just, like, or he's referring to like headphones that are leaking sound. loud, audible noises. Yeah. yeah. I um, I guess it's just weird. It's, it's just so weird. It's like I I don't care if people are putting the makeup on a train. If anything, I think it's funny because they're getting rattled around all over the place and trying to keep a straight fucking hand. I'd be watching that going, "Go on, fuck up, do it, do it, do it." <laughs> but to be able to be like physically offended by it in these days. It's like, holy shit, there are, there are people that get offended by breastfeeding or the gay agenda. It's like, but you're getting, you're like, you're probably fine with that, but no, if you, if you comb your hair in public, fuck me, you might as well be shot. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand this. Um, it's, it's definitely an older person thing. And I understand manners and etiquette and stuff that, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be doing that in... Uh, public in the old days, but today we've got people literally. It's, it's just the social norm. Yeah, it's just so crazy. It's almost as bad as the um, as the breastfeeding thing you hear from time to time. You know, people getting a bit pissy because a parent is breastfeeding their child in a restaurant, whatever. To be fair, I think I don't really, <laughs> I don't really see a problem with it. I mean. I mean, I got uncomfortable when my friend did it in front of me, but I'm not, like, going to stop her. It's a case of, you know, do you want a baby to screen the restaurant down while you're having your food, or you would like to have the baby fed and eat in peace? You don't have to look. Yeah. It's it's just, it's so, like, bloody... It's, it's, just, it's just these days and days, the, the woman's breasts are too much, too much sexualised now. It's just... Oh look, she's she's got her tits out. She's feeding her baby. But then Ooh, that's too sexual. By the same thing, there were literally on the bank holiday, women walking around in underwear. Literally underwear, and then like, I could, but whatever the fuck a, a cardigan goes for these days, round the shoulders, and they're literally just wearing a bra. Out and about, and it's like double standards or what these days. That's what I mean. Oh, she's in a bikini. Let's have a good ogle. Oh, she's been a baby. Ah, oh, put it away. Seriously. Exactly. It's like no one wants to see that. But you'd like to see someone in a bikini, maybe, you know, I, walking around. Do you know what I love though? Seriously. When people say, "Can you co cover up while you do it?" And there's been like memes of women breastfeeding, baby latched onto just, the boob, and their face is face covered. Up. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> they didn't say to cover up the baby in the tit. It's like, can you just cover the face while you do that? All right. I. It's. I I understand that 
I'm a parent, so yeah, when your kid needs feeding, you fucking feed that kid. They're, they're crying and they're hungry for a reason. They're growing. They need this food. You now, can't say to the kid, no, you're not eating yet. We've got to ha- I have my food first and I'll feed you. Uh, you can't yeah. exactly do that because they're not going to know what that means. If they want to eat, if they want to eat, they want to eat. Oh, they're going to scream and scream and scream and scream. Exactly. So for you saying, hey, look, you can't breastfeed your child in here. It's literally like saying, sorry, you can't eat in here. You have one wonky eye. Yes, it's a bit of discrimination in a sense. Yeah, it's only natural that people have wonky eyes, or they will have children that need breastfeeding. Yes, you don't have to breastfeed your kids these days, but some pe- some mothers prefer it. Some, yeah. So like the like the like the bonding aspect of it. Exactly. It's like uh, people who get pissy about being vegetarians. I I put a meme in the in the chat that I'm going to read, and it's um, a Twitter account, and it's got a picture of a cow. And it's like, how can you eat these precious creatures? And literally some guy replied with, is this rhetorical or are you looking for recipes? <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. Well, it's, it's what you call it. It's, it's people that have freedom to do a lot more than what they used to do 100 years ago. Like 100 years ago, women weren't allowed to do a lot of things they're allowed to do now. Um... We as a species, ve- vegetarians and vegans, uh, even in the early nineties, were still like, "Why were you allergic to things that you can't have this?" It's it's a lifestyle choice. It's it's a choice because we have the better um, market for vegetables and produce that makes it easier. It's not like saying, "Why don't you eat? Why can't you eat wheat?" Because I'm allergic to it. Yeah, you just eat it. You're like, hey, you can't really just not be allergic to wheat if you're allergic to wheat. Hmm. It's like, you know, if you're um, if you're allergic to peanuts, you know, you can't eat peanuts. Exactly. It's yeah. like, oh, you have this Snickers. It's got peanuts in it. But yeah, but it's nice. Don't care. I'm allergic to nuts. For me, the whole vegan thing is like, oh, eating meat is murder. It's like, you, yeah. Chose. If eating if if eating meat is murder, then you're starving our food by eating their stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I love the way you call it. There was a sign that I saw on Facebook. It's like I killed this cow, um, to stop them from eating your food, vegans. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like okay, <laughs> it's a perfect example of it. Like, but then again, they've also said that plants feel pain, so they have a reaction to being eaten. <laughs> Been yeah. chops. So yeah, apparently the they um they release chemicals which is uh, um quite um comparable to so if you're um screaming in pain but inaudible. Yeah. So could you make? Can you imagine that if um you got a caterpillar just munching on munching on the leaf for the plant and all the screaming in the background? Silently. That'd be hilarious. It's like oh, this fucking. Like, what happened last night? Oh, there was a blight last night. The, the <laughs> plants were screaming for hours. <laughs> Fucking midges. That's what I... It's just like... <laughs> it's, it's just so... Oh, it, people are so weird. Some people, like, are genuinely stupid to the point where it's, like, borderline, you need help. There are people who are genuinely with special needs. And then there are people who are fucking retarded. People that aren't retarded as in special needs, but are just that fucking stupid. That they abuse the privilege. That they don't realise that they're that fucking stupid. 
And it's like, they're not special needs learning or educational learning difference or the, anything like that. They're just fucking thick. They don't understand the world around them. And I think that doing the same thing over and over again will give a different result. Yeah. It's like, uh, sorry, I've been watching a lot of this guy called Simon Dan and the Flat Earth uh, debunking he does. And some of the Flat Earth theories are fucking hilarious. And that's especially, so perfect. Especially when I'm not on the, on the swinging gate. Oh, the sw- <laughs> there's a swinging gate. The-, <laughs> the fucking swinging gate. Wake up, sheeple, he says. Oh, the, the, the best ones are the, the curvature of the Earth should be observable from coast to coast. And it's like, well, no. No, it, it isn't. Because the coast to coast comparable by the fact that they're sea level. And sea level is a measurement that doesn't actually apply in curvature. And they, they're like, well, I've travelled 30-odd miles, I shouldn't be able to see this building that's on because of the curve at this other side of this beach. Four miles down the road, it shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to see it, but I can. Why? And it's like, because it's a fucking sea level, you bellend. Plus, the fact that it is partially obscured as well, by the curvature, but that doesn't wash with them because they're like, "Well, I can see all of it." And it's like, "No, you can see enough of it." It's because what they think is they see in all of it is basically the oh, the guy used a word for it. Coriolis um, effect. Not so much the Coriolis effect. It's the basically where the where the horizon blur and the sea life uh, sea line meet. Oh yeah, the it's, horizon. Yeah, the horizon level is uh, it kind of. Refract a bit, so it looks like you're still seeing it, but you're not. Mm. Well, the the fact is, they said that on a very flat plane, with the naked eye, you can see a candle up to 22 miles away, because of the curve of the Earth. After that, you won't be able to see it. So the curvature of the Earth is is visible after 22 miles. Um. So it. For me, that's like everyone is like, I look, I went five miles, and it's like you can't see the curve. It's like well, you can, but it's just so, so tiny amount of observation to it. And the fact that you're on a, a planet that if you flattened it out, <laughs> which is what they're doing, they're seeing less than one percent of the total surface area of the planet in this observation that they're claiming the world is flattened. It's like, well, it doesn't work like that. And it, it's just, it's just silly. It's just fucking silly. But yeah, that, that, I, I love like looking the flat earth stuff that he does. Because he knows his science as well, the guy who's debunking them. He's looked it all up, and they're like, well, you can say this all science thing, but the science is bollocks. It's like, yeah, this science that has doctrine. Like, people say gravity. Gravity doesn't exist. And that uh, if people live in Australia, they should be upside down. It's like, well, technically they are, but they're not. Because the way the gravity works, it pulls it to the center mass. So on a globe, everyone is pulled to the center. Towards, towards the core. Yeah. yeah. And because we are on a circle, on a globe, you are going to be pulled naturally downwards, straight down. But it's them trying to explain it a way that it's like, but it doesn't work like that. Oh, the, it's, 
I remember the best one. I remember the best one. The guy who was like, oh, uh, Earth is flat because if you look at Google Maps, all the all the pictures of the globes are all flat. Fuck. It's like there's not a map on here that's 3D in a globe. And it's like, well, let's go on Google Earth. <laughs> but yeah, they flatten it down because it's easier to understand it that way. But well, the... then spin the globe around to find where you are. Yeah, but it's like, even then you can see that the way that they spread out on some of them, they are segmented as if you could like cut this out and make it into a globe. But the fact that you came out with that, it's like, oh, quick Google search, I'll, I'll tell you that. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? I think the, um, I think the, the best um, pose I've seen from a, from a flat earth is saying, um, the flat, the, the flat, this uh, flat earth site has um, believers all around the globe. Mm. And one of the, one of the responses were, say that again, but slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's one uh, of those things that like, every time you prove to them with 100% proof, they're like, oh, it's fake. Yeah, yeah your proof is fake. My proof is real. Where do you get your proof from? <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. Really? It's like, well, hang on a minute. Can you now prove to me what you say? Prove it. If it's, if it's really this simple and it's a giant lie, go to the fucking edge of the world. Broadcast it to everyone in the world that you are going to the edge of the world. It reminds me of the guy I read about... Oh, probably going back a couple of months. He built a um, homemade um, Oh, he was good. Yeah, he was going to prove by flying himself in a homemade rocket up to like 34,000 feet or something daft like that. To board to the, um, the bordering line of the stratosphere. To I, see if he could see the curvature of the Earth. I honestly don't know what happened to him. I'm going to Google this. Uh, well, that, you could go one of three, you could go one of three ways. You can, you can go up, <coughs> see he was wrong, and then say, "Oh no, I was right. No, no, it is flat." The other one would he went up and you know saw he was wrong and he didn't say anything of it and he just topped himself. Or the he fucking went up. And for some strange reason, he was right. What well, is rocket exploded? But we never know. Yeah. Oh, I don't fucking play anything. Don't, don't. All right. A self-taught rocket scientist has blasted himself into the high, into the California sky using steam-powered contraption he built in his garage. Uh, the first step in his long-term aim of proving that the Earth is flat. Mad Mike Hughes propelled himself 1,875 feet into the air above the vast Mojave Desert in a homemade rocket before pulling his uh, parachute and landing back to Earth with a bump. The madcap 61-year-old limo driver turned daredevil was visibly dazed as he was carefully lifted from his seat and was checked over by paramedics as he laid exhausted on the ground following the hard landing, which damaged the front of his rocket. Am I glad I did it? Yeah, I guess he told the Associated Press. I'll feel it in the morning, but I won't be able to get out of bed. At least I can go home and have dinner and see my cats tonight. The Flat Earther spent around £14,000 pursuing his dream since 2016. Uh, he admitted he was relieved to have achieved his goal in following several aborted jobs from uh, aborted attempts and ridicule from some quarters when his plan captured the attention of the world's media last year. 
Oh, I need to put the American accent back on again. Fuck. <laughs> I'm tired of people saying I chickened out and I didn't build a rocket. I'm tired of that stuff. I manned up and I did it. Acknowledging how dangerous the mission was, he added, This thing was... Well, this thing wants to kill you ten different ways. This thing will kill you in a heartbeat. Last year, uh, the California native was forced to postpone the takeoff attempt from the abandoned runway in the ghost town of Amboy, located about 200 miles uh, east of Los Angeles due to his motorhome slash rocket launcher breaking down and problems getting a permit. <laughs> Mr. Hughes, as, as the support of the Flat Earth community, helped fund the mission and eventually wants to build a raccoon. A rocket that is carried into the atmosphere by a rocket, uh, by a gas-filled balloon to take him up to 68 miles so he can photograph the planet from space. Uh, do I believe the Earth is shaped like a frisbee or flat? I believe it is, he said last year. I cannot disprove it after my months of research. Uh, do I know for sure? No. That's why I want to go up in space 62 miles up and sell this thing once and for all. For people who want to know. My story is really incredible. Hughes reflected after the mission. It's got a bunch of storylines. The garage built thing. I'm an older guy. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Plus for the flat earth. The problem is it brings out the nuts also. People questioning everything. It's the downside of all this. <laughs> so he lived... But he didn't go up high enough to really observe proper curvature of the Earth. Oh, fuck me. Because you need to go higher than a jetliner anyway. You need to go... Oh. Dolph, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, you just said you need to go higher than a jetliner, then you abruptly cut out for me. Yeah, you, you want to see the curvature of the Earth, you need to go higher than the height of a jetliner. Yeah. And that was the thing. That was, like... People don't go high enough. People don't go far enough to like prove this. Um, the 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 coast to coast thing, where they're like, oh, there's like ten feet of difference between the the coast here and the coast there. Um, the guy who disproves them basically did a shorter one of twenty miles in the middle of Cumbria, and it's like, well, the elevation change there is like three hundred feet. What's your point? You're trying to disprove curvature. I've disproven your theory about curvature. In such a short amount of time, and it's just—I I, just—I just love like all these crazy nut jobs that come up with all these extra things because they are crazy nut jobs. They—they they don't scope things. Some people say space is fake. <laughs> Fucking space is fake. How how high did he say his target was? Uh, sixty-eight miles. And he went to what? Well, he he went five hundred and seventy something meters. Fuck. Let me pull that post back up. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Sorry, I completely turned it off. Uh, do I have to? Five hundred seventy-one meters. He went in the air. So, that wasn't even half a mile. Because thirty-one thousand feet, if I've got my conversions right, is about six miles, give or take. I think. Uh, so... All right, guys and girls. So at this point, uh, I didn't realize that. The recording had just fucked up for some reason. Has stopped. So the abrupt ending is where the recording has stopped. So when I pick up, um, 
with Dolph talking in a second. Yeah, that's where we just went, oh shit, we need, we need to carry on the podcast. Uh, right now, you can't hear Dolph, but he's, he's giggling about this, this little explanation. So, um, yeah, technical difficulties. And just um, go again. Pick up. Pick up, pick up from the um the moon again because recording. Yep. So as Dolph just said, the recording locked up. I pretty much said press record, and you were like, "Oh, let's pick it back up again." So, um, <laughs> yeah, we got like an hour and forty minutes in, and the recording stopped. And I was having a nice big rant about the moon and uh, how <laughs> people think the moon landing's faked. Uh, this comes straight after the flat Earth guy who made his own fucking rocket, and um, someone and we. The- we discussed the heights he needed to actually see the curvature in the world. Yeah. And I don't know. People are fucking stupid. But, um, because Jetliner's flight at 31,000 feet was about six miles. He needed to go about 306,000 feet to get where he needed to be to see the curvature. Yeah. So quite substantially more. Yeah, he, he went like, what? We, we worked it out that he did 500. This bit was in the podcast already. But yeah, we basically worked out he did what, 10% of what you need to do. And that's the problem with the Flat Earth Society in, in the whole. They think on such small scales that they're going to see such big differences. And it doesn't work like that. It really doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's because if you down if you downscale something of this size, you need to get the ratios right. And then you need to also take into account the differences of the reduction you're doing. Oh, another thing that people do uh, a lot is get the fucking ratios wrong. A lot of times, the ratios that people put up and the maths they put up is wrong. It's like those um, models you used to make when you were a kid. You know, like they're um, so like the M one Abrams tank from whichever war it was, and it's like a fifty to one scale, so yeah. quite large. But you take fifty of those in every direction to make one the real size. So 50 across, 51 and 50 upwards to get the same size. And you're talking, you can put it in your hand. I got um, an Anaconda from the game Elite Dangerous in my hand right now. It's a... I think it's like a, a 12 centimeter model. So that's about 100 to 1 scale then, more or less, I'd say. Yeah, or even 1,000 to 1. It's like 128 meters long in game lore. So this is less... To turn, that'd be a thousand to one then. Yeah, so I got a thousand to one scale thing, but people don't realize it's like, well, fuck me, how big is that? And it's like, the uh, the problem with Elite Dangerous. We're going back onto gaming because we're going to keep the space theme. Fuck it. Force like a ligand. Yeah. The um, the problem with Elite Dangerous is people don't realize how big ships are in that game. People think it's... that the ship's quite small, and then it's like you park your ship next to it and get out in the SRV and look round. It's like, fuck me, that's quite big. Yeah, as much as I'd like to have space legs in Elite Dangerous, I would not really want to be walking around Anaconda because I, I being, would. Being, being what you see, you said 120 meters long. Uh, hang on, let me. Was it 1200? Do one second. I'm going to use my tablet because I don't rely on coming off the OBS now. But if it's 200 meters, if it's 1200 meters long, that's, that ship's over a mile fucking long. Holy Christ. Oh, no, it's under, no, it's just under a mile long, so because fifteen hundred meters is damn. My my, my measurements are well fucking enough. Um, f- is it fifteen hundred meters? Is what quarter mile is it? Uh, one thousand five hundred meters is just over a mile, or just under a mile. 
No, it is a mile. Okay, so 1,500 metres a mile. Oh, my measurements are way off tonight. <sighs> but yeah, so spending a mile, well, spending a mile, <laughs> walking a mile around your ship, as, as, as exciting as that sounds, okay, if, you're, if, you're cruising, if you're cruising through Super Cruise and you're, you're at the other end of the fucking ship, but that had a new element, ship, though, wouldn't ship, it? The ship under contact, you've got to run back, and you've yeah. like a stamina bar, and you've got a stamina bar. That'd be cool. So, um... Shields offline, Commander. Where are you? Length, Get to the bridge. Length, width, and height. So the Anaconda is 152.4 metres long, 61 metres wide, and 31 metres tall. So that is a is a it's a hundred one scale than your model, more yeah. or less. More or less. Um, they don't have some of the newer stuff. Though. This this is really old. This is twenty fifteen comparison size. Have Have you seen the um? Is that the the video on YouTube? The guy compares it all with a banana. Oh, and yeah, banana to scale. Tesco banana. Tesco's one other scale. Then like a space snake. Yeah. Um. No, this was like one of the forum posts from twenty fifteen. But he has done all the way up till the latest update. He hasn't done the the crusader and... or the or the hydro. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the hydro, um, I've never seen a picture. Um, someone contested the fact that the beluga can't fit through the mail slot. It, it, um, properly. So I can't think you. I can't remember if it was Sam Smarkle or Zach that actually sent me a picture of um all the ship sizes in the mail slot. And yeah. one of the one of the end ones kind of make me go, ooh, because one of the very end ones they actually put a the uh, the the first Fargoid variant we had, which was a Cyclops, inside the mail slot, and that fits quite snugly. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Unless they're trying to hint something, because apparently the Cyclopses can um fit through the mail slot. If oh, they wanted to. Oh, that'd be so fucking bad, though. Can you imagine that? You just just glides out, and in. And then it just glides and like, in. Sits in front of the mail slot, and it's like, come at me, bro. And you're just like... And it just goes under, under the, um, into the hangar. Yep, I'm out. <laughs> See ya. But yeah, I can't remember the name of the thing. I'll put it in the channel. But, uh, is this... this current? Uh, the, no, it's a Type 9 Heavy. It does. Oh, it has the gunships. Fed gunships has Fed Corvette. So my Fed Corvette is uh, length with height. It's 168 meters by 87 by 28 high. So it's not as high as the uh, Anaconda, but it's wider and longer. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey, it's all about about the gaff. It's also, um, so the Beluga's just as big as the Anaconda, isn't it? Or slightly bigger, I think. Um, Yeah, they don't have the Beluga on here. They have the Orca, though. The Orca is... um, The the space dildo, according to Yannix. It's 20 metres in length shorter. Uh, about 10, yeah, 11 meters, uh, less wide and like nine meters shorter. Still pretty, pretty big. 
<laughs> Especially for a medium-sized ship. Yep. Uh, problem is, it doesn't have the chart with the, the things on. The, the ones I've found that have the beluga on it, it doesn't have its dimensions. Hmm. Right, hang on. Uh... So, oh shit, I already found it on the first bit. So the Beluga Liner, according to Wikipedia, um, 201, uh, 209 meters by 131 meters by 38. Yeah, yes, pretty big. There's like it and the the Type Ten that are like really fucking wide that have problems with places. <laughs> they have um. They have Farragut, so I'll go to Scout. No, this hasn't been updated recently either. Because they've got the Crate Mark 1, the Crate Phantom. Crate Phantom. Did we put the Crate Mark 2 on here now? Um, yeah, the Crate... What? Why is the Crate Mark 2 on there, but the Thargoid like variants aren't on here? I don't know if it's not. It's down as, um, obviously, ships you can pilot, but... No, NPC only. Farragut Battle Class. Um... Jessic class, mega ship, Thargoid Intercept to Thargoid Scout. That's it. Hmm. That's interesting. This one, this one has updated the the wiki, which is possible. Possible. Yeah. Uh, Crate Phantom is speculated upcoming ship. It should be found in front of the door and promptly. But yeah, so back onto the elite like uh English stuff. I had to push back the the fleet carriers, and there was something else that. Yeah, the um ice wells that we're doing as well. They pushed that back. Yeah, that was due to um like implementations. They just said they were working on other things to fill that gap, but the implementation of these currently are uh going to take longer than expected. They were thinking about doing something about the mining mechanics as well, changing that a little bit. So when you actually mine the asteroids, they were actually weren't to break apart. Yeah. And then you'd um, scoop up the fragments that were spit out from them. Like you might have a asteroid with a platinum core, then you'd um, send out little drones or little digger drones to mine that off, and it would bring chunks back to your ship, rather than just monotonously just crossfit the drone and just one, 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 one. Yeah, you're, oh, making you me, you're making me fall asleep already, just fucking making the noise. <laughs> Mine is boring and tedious. Uh, boring, boring. <laughs> That's what it sounds like in my head. But I do like to see the implementation of the new ice worlds. It gives you more reason to go. Because when you're exploring, it's like, ice world, yeah, not going there. No reason. Uh, What is the crate? Is it you were... Specifications seventy three by seventy two by thirteen. 
So it's not very tall, but it's long and wide. It's more. It's kind of squarish in dimension if you think about it. Yeah. I took one out for a spin earlier on. Um, earned about 200 grand in that with it, but I um, wasn't happy with how I was doing it. I got rid of thermal vent on because, uh, to be fair, the thermal vent uh, on gimbaled weapons on a ship that turns that quickly is pretty fucking useful. Mm. You need to have. Um, you need to have turrets if you're going to do that, and it's a waste of time putting turrets on there because the power management becomes an issue then. Then you have to sacrifice thermal vent or um, efficiency. Yeah, so I, I've got efficient, and I think I went for re concordant sequence, which is, is regen beam space. So doing that uh, made a lot more sense than keeping the. Oh, what's the what are these XG javelin and lancers? These the XG. Um... Oh, they're the they're the the guardian stuff. Yeah. All right. I was just like, what the fuck's this? Because <laughs> the, the, the X are the yeah, anti-Zeno, and I think the EX ones are the uh, guardian tech. Weird how they have those as the um, as the civilian stuff. Oh, but oh, there we go. The F sixty three Condor, the Gu ninety six are on. Uh... What what Taipan's not on there? Or is Taipan classed as a? Yeah, Taipan's classed as a civilian, even though technically it's alliance. Hmm. Huh. Um. Uh... Yeah, I remember when I first started playing Elite and like the biggest ship was the fucking um Anaconda. Yeah. And everyone's like, we get the Anaconda. Now it's just like well, the I mean, end game what? end game ship and now the end game ships are the Corvette, the Cutter and the Clipper. Yeah. It's like now it's like Well, I need a I need an Anaconda or three for doing this, this and this. It's like for me, yeah. I took mine from being fully purposed just for shooting things. To now it does comfortably 65 light years. And that's with uh, repair limpet controller. Um, the Guardian booster as well. The Guardian booster. Um, the AMF uh, hangar bay for SRV. It's got quite a few bits and bobs. In fact, I actually have to take some of those off because I don't really need a repaired limpet drone, to be honest. It's gonna it's put me over power having some of the bits and bobs on there, so I need off. But um Like it's just finessing a build to a point where I can make it work for me. Like I need to get the long range scanner um upgraded, but I need conductive components and conductive components are a real bastard to get hold of, apparently. Because <laughs> every time I look for them, I can't find them. Yeah, so, so the um the focus crystals as well, the um exquisite focus crystals, they're bloody hard to find as well. Hmm. You get them from mission rewards quite reliably, but or from high um high signal sources, what they call them. Um 
ones where you usually find um, destroyed ships. They usually tend to be in there as well. Oh, um, fuck. Uh, yeah, those, those ones. Bro, was, <laughs> it, was it build? Um... Him that had it? I think it was him that had it. High, uh, high emissions, that's it. High emissions. You know, you got degraded emissions and you got um, low degraded and high degraded. That's the one. I'm going to click on Bill Turner. So I'm going for long range uh, detailed surface scanner. I've got level one. Oh, we need hybrid capacitors. That's even fucking worse. I've got a lot of those. Um, you can ship salvage from military and authority vessels. Uh, unexpected signal sources and mission room. But see, what those things? Just go to an anarchy system. Just look for um, Anaconda, Viper, um, Mark Four, Mark Three. Well, I'm thinking of just going. For... I think I think you can do. I think you can do pythons as well, actually. I'm thinking about going this like a low combat zone and firing a load of fucking things off. Yeah, basically anything that's more categorized as a fighter vessel will be more likely to yield them. Yeah. So, so you can get um, chemical manipulators from Cobras. It's just they're not um, guaranteed because they're more of a multi-role ship, but they can drop most things. Hmm. If you want the manipulators or the... Um, Distilleries, you want to go for the Type 10s, Type 9s, Type 8, uh, Type 7s. Yeah. Why don't we have a Type 8? Got 6, you go, it's like 6, 7, 9, 10. Come to the Type 8. There's a lot of hate for 8. Yeah, hate the 8. Oh. Right, um... The 8, the eight ain't that great. No. Because of the hate. Right, well now I've got some expected editing to do. Should we wrap this up? Yeah. Um... For the, um, unexpected, um... Recording stop, which is was yeah. even bloody aware of. It was just. Well, he's a, only lost. A, only lost about half an hour. So that's not too bad. It was just so abrupt. It's just like, oh fuck, because <laughs> I didn't notice. I just like looked at it and was like, because we were thinking about wrapping up back then. It's just like shit. So we put like another twenty minutes in. So it's gonna run so, about two hours. Again. Yeah. Well. Um, but it was gonna run longer. Fucking yeah. yes. Um. So yeah, hopefully next time we'll have Lollet. If yeah, not, it may it may be tea as well. Yeah, if not, I might try and get her if she's free during the week next week and get her in and just have a, a like a mini one. Yeah, like a um update kind of yeah, I'm still here kind of thing. But lots alive. <laughs> yeah, this I can be with on the topic for next time then. Yeah. Well it's alive. Right, um so as always, I've been Lost G nine eighty five. Uh any questions for me, Dolph, Lollet, whoever comes on the podcast, uh, drop them at LosG1985 or at Lollet90. Um, if you are listening to this on the Anchor app, you can send live voicemails to us to be heard from there. If um, you're on iTunes and that, you'll have to go to Twitter or something like that. Leave us reviews as well, if you can, if you're on iTunes. Uh, any review is a good review. Um, it helps us figure out what we're doing with this. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's about it for the plug-in stuff. Dolph? Yep.
thanks for coming on as usual. Uh, as always, always happy to be here. Our, our guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, almost on a permanent basis now, isn't it? Yeah, like I said, our semi-permanent guest. Um, but yeah, we. I just, I'd, I'd really want Lala to come back. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's ill, and she'll be like, "I was really fucking ill. I fell asleep," and I'll be like, "Okay, don't." I'm next week and add. If I have to, I'll take the episode down and fucking just redo it. Yeah, just and add her. Yeah, guys. But um, other than that, this has been the Spartans and Pajamas presents. Wasn't a lot of podcast. I said I wasn't gonna do that. I said I wasn't gonna say the Spartans and Pajamas bit anymore, and I fucking did it. <laughs> just falls out, really, isn't it? It is. Let's oh, wasn't a lot of podcast. Um, Left from the supervised episode two. Yeah, with the foobard recording halfway through. What a way to do episode 10, eh? With technical yeah. difficulties. Yeah. Let's try and think of a um, name for the podcast now, actually. Well, I was just going to put Left Unsupervised episode 2. Mm. <laughs> technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. The technical difficulties edition. <laughs> mm. <laughs> there we go. That's it. All right. Done. I'll catch you all in a fortnight or if we get Lala beforehand you might get a, a, an in between a week. Like a 10.5 or whichever. Yeah, well no it'll just be 11. I'm not fucking half pointing shit again. But it, it'll just be like oh here's one that has everything that Lala's got up to in the past week. Uh, or month since we last talked to her properly. Uh, right. All right, let's wrap up. Okay. Okay. All right. Later. Later. Bye bye.